and welcome to the second episode of Can Do Attitude. This is going to be a funny story, but this is the second episode, and this is the second time we're recording the second episode. We had a bit of an issue with the microphone last time, and Helen is looking at me very threateningly right now. It's because he's saying it is like the first time, but if I remember rightly, Vlad, I had to re-record much of um, podcast number one as well. For the Not exact much same of, like reason. five minutes of it. <laughs> And I had assumed that it was going to be like a temporary issue, not a permanent. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But now we have a much better microphone, which I feel like Helen has already tweeted about. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very excited because Helen has let me pick the topic for this episode. And for those of you who have seen me at Helen's Canva 101 talks, you probably know what this is going to be about. The official title for this episode is Lead Time in Kanban. But I like to call it, the sooner you finish, the sooner you finish. Unfortunately, I do have to indulge Vlad in these things because he gets a little bit upset if I don't. So yes, I do always give him a little shout out because I know it's his favourite thing. It is my favourite thing. So unfortunately, Vlad, and I know this is going to make you very sad, but I cannot take credit for that saying. That saying actually comes from my good friend, Dan Brown, also known as Kanban Dan. Um, So where he got it from was during the course creation for our certified Kanban Foundation class, he started investigating what games we could use to play, and he was looking at the name game. And so we actually took influence from that saying from the name game from Henrik Nieberg. In that game, we play in two parts. The first part, the mantra is... The sooner you start, the sooner you start. Hey, why don't we just get everything in flight at the same time and we'll just get it done. In the second part of the game, we realised that that's really not a good idea and actually we should be focusing on finishing things. And so that's when Dan came up with the mantra, the sooner you finish, the sooner you finish. To give a little bit extra to that story, influence also came from a saying which is very, very well known in the Kanban industry, and that is stop starting and start finishing. And that phrase came about back in 2004, and that came from David Anderson, and he coined that at Motorola during one of their daily stand-ups. He then started using it on the conference scene later that year, but it didn't become famous at that point. It wasn't until Donald Reinertsen started using it that (laughs) the phrase became much more popular. So actually, Don Reinertsen made it famous. So a little bit like Dan and I, he coined it, but I've made it famous. See, he coined it, but... I cannot recall one time when I've heard him actually say the sooner you finish, the sooner you finish. It's because I've just got it covered 100% of the time. So you basically stole it from him. Well, stole it in a nice way, but it is now yours, basically. It is mine now, yes. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. (laughs) Don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Now, obviously, I really like this saying, or mantra, or... Truism, maybe? It was a mantra, isn't it? Live your life by it. The sooner you finish, the sooner you finish. If we get enough likes for this, I am making stickers with this. I am just putting it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, obviously, the mantra is cool, and I really like it. But we have to kind of bring it back to some camera fundamentals. And when I was thinking about this topic, it kind of made sense for me to link the sooner you finish, the sooner you finish, with lead time in Kanban because lead time is all about finishing sooner. Absolutely. So what is lead time? So there's lots of different descriptions about lead time. 
Um, when we talk about it with the Lean Kanban University, and actually there's really good descriptions in the Essential Kanban Guide, which David and Andy Carmichael wrote, it talks about lead time being between two different points, and it's about commitment points. We don't specify which column or state it is, because ultimately, Every team has Kanban boards and every single one of them is different, so we can't specify specifically a state column that you should use to start it and end it from. Also, not all teams use Kanban RIT. So what we do is we talk about commitment points in Kanban. So the first commitment point on a technical, typical board would be the ready column, because at this point there's enough information to be able to get started. The second commitment point is where you define the work as completed. So that might be you're ready to deploy or it might be you're deployed, whatever you happen to want to call it. Now there's another rule which also states that your lead time will end when you hit your first unbound queue. So an unbound queue is where you have the affinity sign on there, so you're not limiting the work in progress in any way. Now, if you have a state column within your board that doesn't have um, a whip limit on, then ultimately what you're doing is you're breaking the poll system. Okay, So whip needs to be on each of the different columns on your board to help it be that poll system. So ultimately, from your first commitment point to your first unbound queue, that is when we would call that your lead time. Okay. So in many, many classes that I run, I always find that people quite often want to have unbound queues around maybe user testing, um, maybe there's some reviews by your product owner or product manager, whatever you happen to call them. And so there's a great conversation point here to understand what are the reasons for that and how can we actually make them so they have work in progress limits on so we can continue to have that pool system. So unbound queues in the middle of our board, bad. Well, they're not impossible to have. You can absolutely have them, but it won't make it a true pull system because you will have things that sit around waiting for long periods of time, potentially, which means that you'll elongate your lead times. It, there's the potential for it to become a sort of black hole in the middle of that process. Yeah, absolutely. With... Yeah, it can be a bit of a black hole. And we know that's a bad thing. We don't want to have things sitting around waiting because... Soon you, you finish, finish, the sooner, sooner you, you finish. finish. Now, there is another type of lead time. That's kind of like the system lead time, if you like. There's also a customer lead time. Because if you remember, the customer will actually come to you with some work. And for them, their perception is that the clock has started ticking as soon as they've handed that to you. So there's also this concept of the customer lead time. And that covers when they've given you the work all the way through to the end point of the work. Okay. And so that gives you great insight into, within the process, where are you spending the majority of the time. So if you're spending lots of times in queues waiting for analysis, for example, and then it only spends maybe one day in development, then that's a clue that there's probably something a little bit weird and you probably want to have investigate around this, and that's an opportunity for some sort of continuous improvement activity. So are we looking at some sort of delta between the customer lead time and the development lead time? Well, the delta will be how long it takes to get work ready, agreed, funded, and whatever that process happens to be. So those two together will be the total enter end time, but separately that isolates different parts of the system so you can make decisions about what it is that you want to want to do. You initially mentioned that, yes, we have our development lead time, but 
like you said, from the moment the customer actually gives us the work, it might not go into the like development phase in the beginning. You might have some business analysis. Would it make sense for us to have lead times for those other parts of the process as well, as opposed to just having a lead time for our Kanban team? Um, yeah, so what we've effectively described is a nested system, different parts having to do elements to be able to complete the work in its entirety. So you might have uh, maybe some business analysis activities, you might have some discovery Kanban with the idea, you would certainly have some development, and then even some teams have a separate team to get stuff physically out of the door. So each of those would be a nested system, each of those might have their own individual lead times on. But I think the thing that you're really asking me is about what's commonly called cycle time. Mm. So in my agile world, cycle time is the time it takes between the smaller columns within the board. So the time it takes in development, the time it takes in test, the time it takes um, in ready to deploy. So it's not looking at that whole interim process, it's looking at the individual state columns. Now I call that cycle time, but with any of these phrases, if you look at any different articles out there online, there's lots of different variations for them. Like I said, I take my influence from the Lean Kanban University, and that's because I personally agree with what they have written. So whatever you do, however you're using it right now, it's important that you agree the terms as a company, as a team, however you choose to do that, and then that's what you use driving forward. So yeah, what we've described is what the Lean Kanban University defines as lead time, but if you're currently using something else as lead time, or if you're calling lead time something else in your current process, you can maybe, if everybody agrees, change the name to lead time. If not, you can keep whatever you're using now as long as everybody agrees. Yeah, it's, it's about consensus and understanding of what you are actually physically using as a term. And like I think me and you did some Googling together and actually we came up with many, many different, yeah. many different examples out there. If you are going for a Kanban system, the definitions Helen gave you are the ones that are currently being used by the Lean Kanban University and yeah. the ones that are going to be used going forward. So if you want to invest in developing a modern Kanban system, you'd probably want at some point to change to this. If, if that's applicable. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, start with what you do now and look to see how you mm. can evolve. Yeah. Now, if we think about what, we, what we're trying to achieve through lead time, it would be reducing the amount of time it takes to release value, right? I mean, the reason we want to push stuff through our process really quickly is because we want to get it to actual users very fast. The sooner you finish, the sooner you make money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we want to try and stop things getting stuck within critical areas of your system, which can cause delays. And we want to release that feedback or maybe the earning potential um, for whatever it is that you happen to be producing. And so rather than starting lots of new work, let's focus on getting these things finished. And actually, when we do the daily Kanban or daily stand-up or daily huddle, whatever you call it, we often walk the board from the right-hand side, and this is because there's value. And we need to be focusing on finishing those things rather than starting more work. Now, we use that in conjunction with the work-in-progress limits, and this is the benefit of having them all the way across your system on all of your states or however you do it, and that's because as soon as we move one thing out, we can pull another thing in. It controls the flow of work based upon the capacity that you've got within the team. 
So in the daily stand-up, we start at the far right-hand side of the board, we stop, start at the top item because that's the most highest priority item on the board, and then we focus on how do we get this done, who needs any help, can we pair, and we make sure that we focus on getting that out of the door rather than sitting there for long periods of time. Are there reasons why things get stuck very close to the end? Of There's reasons why stuff gets stuck all of the time. So. You might be waiting for user testing on that if that's uh, um, done in a different part of the business. Some companies do external performance testing that might get stuck. Maybe they've got batched releases and so they're waiting for things to go out of the door together. Maybe they're waiting for third party components to be delivered. There's many, many reasons, and I've just named a few, why things might get stuck within your system. It's very funny because you mentioned batch releases and I mean, if any of you follow the tech blogs, Microsoft has just had this problem recently since they switched to um, uh, Patch Tuesday and every Tuesday of the month they release patches. This month, the patch wasn't released because in very late testing they discovered a problem and because they're releasing it as a batch as opposed to individual components, nothing could get released this whole month. And this was pretty much unprecedented and they got really, really bashed in the tech media because there were some security vulnerabilities which weren't in any way affected by this, but because they decided to release it as a big batch, yeah. everything was stopped. Yeah. yeah. And we should be focusing on pieces of work that flow through your system that can be released. Obviously, we want them to be as independent where as possible. That way you can start getting the value from them and they don't have to go out in big batches. But that's very much dependent on the organization. So, for example, some of the insurance companies that I've worked for do releasing things out on a monthly basis is the most fit for purpose for them because of the cost and the risk and how their customers receive it. But if you think of the, the Googles, the Spotify's, those young trendy companies, for them it's important that they release things on a regular basis and so therefore they're prepared to bear the cost, the risk and all of those other types of things that go along with it. Yeah, I mean, iOS apps or Android apps, you'll notice that almost every other day the app gets an update. Yeah. feels like I'm constantly updating my phone because of the, they constantly yeah. release patches for them. So they have small pieces of work moving across the board and they are using the mantra, the, the sooner, sooner you finish, finish the, the sooner, sooner you finish. finish. Or rather, the sooner you finish, the sooner you can start finishing the next thing because you've never really finished, finished, do you? Well, you shouldn't have started the next thing until you finished <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> But there's a lot more stuff we can talk about and we will at some point touch upon how we would be sizing work but I'd like to quickly discuss this right now because when we're thinking about lead time we have a lot of tools that I mean if you are using a specific Kanban tool something that does graphs for you you might be using a lead time distribution and you might notice that sometimes it looks very beautiful and sometimes you have outliers all over the place some teams might try to get it to look the way they think an ideal lead time distribution would look like? So that's something we're looking at. Are we looking at like all work being equally sized? The answer is no. There's a common myth that everything has to be the same size. My rule of thumb, in my personal opinion, is ultimately you need to have work flowing through the board at a regular rhythm. I tend to keep that work five days or less if I had to put a number on it, but ultimately you can see quite easily by eye as things move across the visualisation how they are flowing. 
if you've got large pieces of work, then they tend to stagnate in certain points of the board, and then you maybe don't have regular updates or you have no tr visibility of what's going on there. So it doesn't say that you have to have everything the same size, but what you do need to have is flow happening. So things moving regularly across the board, and if things aren't flowing across the board, that's when you have your outliers and that's when you see them to the far right of your lead time distribution chart. But ultimately, if you do have those, it's then about a conversation to understand why they're outliers and what you can do to maybe break them down or do them differently in the future. So in a way, based on your recommendation, our work items are more like milk than cheese. So they tend to go off and be a bit bad if we keep them for more than five days on our board? Well, unfinished work is a liability. The longer you have it sitting around in a code branch, the more you have to pick it up and put it down, the more money it's actually going to be costing you. And we want to look to try and reduce that as much as possible. Also, maybe in that big batch, maybe there's some stuff that we could have put out there while other stuff was waiting. And so it's a missed financial opportunity. So by breaking that work down, could have we started getting some of that earned value from it or that valuable feedback? So again, it's just about being smart and thinking about how you can get return of investment on the work that you are doing. All right. I think that is a very good point to stop because like we said, the sooner we finish, the sooner we finish. And I don't really want to get into a long discussion about value right now because I feel like that's going to be a future episode. Mm -hmm. But in closing, I'd like, I teased Helen's London Lean Kanban Days 2017 talk in the last Throwback Thursday episode. So would you tell us a bit about your, uh, about your topic? Absolutely. So my topic for this year is called Swimming in the Sea of Feedback. And I'm actually pairing one of my good friends, Richard Arpino, to help me to do this. And this talk is really about helping people to understand how much information is really available around them. And that's because when I run Kanban classes and I asked a question linked to the principal feedback loops, what, what feedback loops do we have? So many people just say to me, oh, it's the retrospective, it's the daily stand-up. And so this kind of kicked off in my mind that actually there is so much, much more out there that we can leverage to be able to understand where our systems are breaking down and where we can get those continuous improvement to overall improve our lead time and get the value to our customers quicker. So this session is an interactive session. We want to introduce you to lots of different feedback ideas and how you can start using this and leveraging them within your organization and actually we want to learn from this as well so we want to learn from you what you do within your company so if you think you want to learn more about feedback loops and we based it on top trumps so there's going to be a fun element as well then it's definitely something that you probably want to come and have a look at if you do want to check that out i'll put the link in the description for the event if not Helen has promised that we'll do a special podcast on it and we'll release it probably two, three days after the conference. So if you can't make it, don't worry. Helen will walk us through it, though it obviously won't be as interactive as the session. So if you can make it, I would definitely recommend it. If you do have any feedback for us, make sure to send us a message, kanban at learningconnections.com. I've also linked to Helen's courses in the description. We run about four or five sessions of Certified Lean Kanban Foundations with Helen in London. It's a very fun course and I would definitely recommend you check it out. 
And also, Dan and I are talking about when I can pin him down with some dates, when we're going to be running the second class. And I love running my classes with Dan because we can bring a bit of the old Helen and Dan magic in. So hopefully we'll have some dates for the um, seven cadences of Kanban as well soon. Be honest, you're just looking to steal another model for him, aren't you? If he can come up with one as good as the sooner you finish, sooner you finish, then maybe. But remember, Vlad, I'll make it famous. Right, you heard it here first. So Dan might maybe want to publish a blog on the motto before the, before the course, just so it's out there that it was yours first. I mean, Helen was very gracious in giving you credit right now, but I would have totally believed her if she said she came <laughs> up with it. Just, just saying. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me.